This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hello, hello. Welcome to She Podcast episode 311. I am your co-host, Jessica Kupferman, and with me as always, the phenomenal woman, Elsie Escobar, as well as our producer, John H. Jamingo. Hello, John everyone. John H. Jamingo. He had an eight. He has an eight now. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Now I got to change my middle name. I almost went with F. John F. I almost John went F. with F. John F. Jamingo kind of sounded bizarre. better, but H... H is like Jesus H Hernandez. Oh so gosh. I thought I would use that instead. Dude, I can't even take it. So what's going down, Chinatown? Oh, my gosh. Last week was insane when it came to news for podcasting. It was out of control. It man. was, but we didn't actually have that much news as much as we do now, right? Well, no. When we started to talk, nothing had been released. <laughs> right. Last Monday. Now we have the actual news. Last week, we had the prospect of news. The, the pro- prospect, the prospect of news coming. Prosperity. That's right. The possibility of news. Now we have actual yeah. news. Actual news. <laughs> okay. So, well, first, yes. let's talk about emoji because of all things to be at top of the list, this is very important. And did we not talk about that this was like the fundamental thing that I would upgrade to uh, iOS 14.54 immediately versus waiting? Yeah. <laughs> all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, look, new emoji. <laughs> yeah, I always get really excited about the emojis. But this time around, I have to say... I'm not impressed. I feel like they phoned it in, which is fine. We've been in a pandemic. Maybe the, you know, designers of emojis were too sad to uh, do anything cool. I get it. But I'm a fan of what they have released, though, because they have some emoji that I would have been using already. Big time. Oh, so the yes. skin tone variants, probably, well, right? Well, yeah, the skin tone. But it wasn't actually the skin tone thing. What I really liked was all of the ones that are like the – that one. That's a good one. You like the face exhale. The face exhale. And I also like the face with spiral eyes. I mean, I guess that is supposed to um, infer confusion. I would assume so, yeah. it. Um, yes. It looks like – um, and then there's one with a heart on fire, which is very, what are those people that ride those bikes that are huge? Bikers. Harley Unicycle? Davidson. Yeah. Bikers. It's very hard. That's not what it made it's me har- think of at all. Well, no, it's, it's very not. Harley it made me think of. It made me think of two things, teenage crush and heartburn. Teenage but crush. teenage crush first. Is like that if a I band had that emoji saying, like, and I was... No, like if I had had that emoji when I was like 14, it would have applied immediately to like Jason Bateman. Oh my gosh, no way. That to me, when I look yeah. at that heart, it's it's Harley Davidson or it's Tattoo. Tattoo I could see. 
especially if you do the um, accompanying new syringe to go with it. If you do syringe emoji with heart on fire emoji, that's definitely indicative of a tattoo because that's what they use needles. Why? Right. They use needles. Okay. I mean, this particular syringe is filled with a clear liquid and not blood, which is the other one is filled with, which is so gross. But I mean, I guess I don't know a lot of people who are injecting blood into them with a syringe, but they do take it out. So maybe that's supposed to mean blood donorship. I don't know. I could see tattoo, I guess. I'll give you that one. So you know what I forgot to add or even listen to, and I think we're going to have to listen to on the fly here is we got some feedback from Bonnie because we asked Bonnie to send feedback. Uh-oh. I forgot all about it. Well, I just, I don't know if I told you guys about the bouncy house, but my revenge bouncy house is going along quite swimmingly. Did I tell you about the bouncy no, house? No, you, you did not tell me about your bouncy house. No way. I have neighbors that I adore, but they have a little you know, one of them has a little boy that's like a little older than Isaac. Mm -hmm. And some of the kids were starting to do this whole, everyone can touch it, but Isaac, cause he's the youngest or Isaac, it's not a good time. We just want to play with ourselves right now. We don't want, you know, not in that yeah, way. Yeah. We don't want to play with you. You can come back in about 15 minutes. And then he would come home and go, is it 15 minutes? Is it 15 minutes? Is it 15 minutes? So when I, oh. so the last time he the last time this happened he was crying because everyone was using like a water balloon filler upper except for him he wasn't allowed and they gave him a squirt gun so like I marched over to the yard and I was like so what is this Isaac's the only one that's not allowed to play with a toy and the dad comes charging out and he was like well I mean you know it's like a new thing that they got for Easter and I just like think that you know if they don't want anyone to play with it and they don't have to I'm like but right now it's only Isaac that can't play with it right. And hmm. he was like, well, yeah, I mean, I guess that's what he decided. So I look at the little girl who lives there and I say, you know, better than anyone that Isaac would give you anything you wanted to play with at our house, even stuff he's not allowed to touch. Right. And she was like, yeah, but um." and then I go back to the dad and I say, you know, we're going to get a bouncy house here any day now. And I would hate for Isaac to pull the same stuff and decide who and who can and can't come in and play with it. Having, by the way, no intention wow. of buying a bouncy house until that moment. Oh my gosh, <laughs> at that, Jess. At that exact moment, I was like, you know what? Getting... I'm going to give him leverage. He needs leverage. He needs, he, because right now they don't play in any, they don't never play in our yard because we have a swamp. So we can't have a swing set. We don't have trees to like hang a tire swing. All we have is whatever I can put out there in the driveway, which... So I came home, I started pricing bouncy houses, and I bought him one. And it's going very well. The kids come over to play with it, whether it's up or not. It takes two seconds to inflate, like two minutes to inflate. They bounce in it, bounce in it, bounce in it. And then, you know, eventually they get bored and go home. But at least it's at his house where he can, first of all, he likes having it at his house. And second of all, he's always included and that's something that I never, I mean, I had a swing set in my house and no one gave a shit because everyone had a swing set in 1984. So like it was no leverage whatsoever. So kids didn't want to play with me. They just didn't play with me. I'm grateful that I had the, enough money at that moment to fulfill my threat of a bouncy fulfill house. And it's not that big. It's a bouncy house that can hold about 500 pounds or five kids. They can bounce or they can climb up a little blown up ladder and then slide. It's a slide too. 
So it's worked out pretty good so far. That's great. And yes, I may be manipulating um, natural selection, but I don't care. I don't understand the parents I mean, in that s- situation. Being a child is very hard, but watching your child be excluded when you've been excluded your whole life is also very hard. And not something I was willing to do for very long. I'll tell you what. Yeah. I'm over it. What kind of parent tells their kid, like, well, if you don't want to play with someone, it's okay to say no. And I'm like, is it okay to say no when you have a yard full of kids, though? No, I understand. It's part of being able to have your own boundaries. And it depends on what side of the fence you're on, right? I mean, I'm not saying that I don't know what I would do. I don't know in that situation how I would feel about whatever is happening. But I'm saying in terms of boundaries and consent for the our kids in some way, I think that there needs to be a, a part where you do feel like you have agency over your own life in some way. I'm not saying I'm not talking about the exclusion part of it. I'm talking about your ability to go, you know what, I really don't want to be here or I really don't want this person to come to my house. OK, but then what happens when you have a friend, a.k.a. me? Right. That comes over to visit you and all of a sudden you're not enjoying yourself as much as you thought you would with the person's kid. And then you just go, I'd like you to leave now. It's not a good time. Like, I don't like what it's teaching him, which is that, I mean, it's fine for a kid who has a problem with boundaries. It's not fine for a kid who's a power hungry asshole like my kid. My kid takes permission and like anybody that comes in his vicinity, he'll go, I don't know if it's a good time right now. I'll think about it. I mean, right. and I'm and I'm hanging out with the mom. It right. has to be a good time, right? You know what I mean? Like he like and and it wouldn't have even occurred to him to exclude someone until it happened to him. That's why it pisses me off because Isaac was the number one friendliest. He would go up to any any person in the world and be like, "Let's be friends." And now he's got boundaries, which I didn't really want him to have. Like he's six, right? I get it. I understand. I don't, all I'm saying is that it is a conundrum and it is a challenge all the way around. Lovely. So. Okay, let's get to Bonnie's. No, uh, well, actually, that. let's get to let's get to our what we have going on here with all of the rest of the stuff. So let's start with the actual news. The news you can use for the informed podcaster. Podcasting news. So the day after, you know, we did talk about this in the last episode. We were talking about there was going to be an Apple announcement. And the main focus of that and of our conversation last week was the fact that uh, iOS 14.5 would be deployed. And as of today, a week after, it still has not been deployed. So of course not. It takes a while, doesn't it? (laughs) No, no, no. We've been reporting on this since February and they just keep on pushing and pushing and pushing because it has all these updates. But what we were not, I guess, ready for, well, it was what was surprising about the Apple event, which happened last Tuesday, was the fact that it was within the first, I think, five minutes of the presentation. It was the headlining act. It was the he- almost the head. I think there were two things. It was the one thing and then podcasting. And he took an entire minute... <laughs> Tim, Tim Cook, to say that now through Apple Podcasts, there will be subscriptions. And it was like a minute of 60 that focused on podcasting. But the our industry has now focused on that 
much longer than Tim ever could have even tapped into. He whatever did five minutes. And then every person of leadership in podcasting has not stopped talking about it since. No, they have not stopped talking about it. Which and there's a fine. part of me, you know, there's a part of me that's kind of already to some degree over it. But this is why I feel it's really important is because a lot of people have expectations around the functionality and there is a lot of misinformation out there already happening when it comes to this announcement that we all need to be able to educate those that we work with. And I know that for our listeners, the folks that do listen or our our audience are folks that often help other podcasters and they happen to be engaged in a lot of podcasting communities and can convey this information. And so I do feel that it is important for us to talk about the Apple podcast subscriptions, particularly what it is not in some way and what the expectations are around what that is. Because there was just an announcement that came out via the Wall Street Journal that Spotify is also offering subscriptions and that they are not going to be taking a cut, which is what is happening with Apple Podcasts. And, but there are no further information from Spotify at this point in time when we're recording on Monday. So we're recording on Monday morning-ish, 12. And so we don't have direct understanding of that. But the Apple Podcast subscription, it, their whole thing that they're really focusing on is that they want an open marketplace. Um, they want it to be available to all creators uh, it really creates shows and channels. So that is available to everybody. So a lot of what we're talking about is available within the functionality, which is Apple Podcasts Connect, which is the hub where you manage all these things. And it says it's fully flexible, full flexibility, and an integrated experience. And they've broken it down into three separate models that you can, again, manage all this stuff via Apple Podcasts Connect. Uh, it is free paid, and a freemium model. So you can have those three models going on in Apple Podcasts. The free, obviously, is exactly what everybody is going through right now. So there's like no difference in that. It is still the same as it's just right. as we are, just like this. Unchanged. Unchanged. The freemium model is one where you have your RSS feed as it is, as we have, but we also have certain things that are behind a paywall, if you will, or that you can only op open if you pay a certain amount, either per episode or beyond, depending upon how you're setting this up. That's the freemium model. And then there's the paid only model, which is exactly what um, uh, they're doing with a few of these different things. All of those things are all available via Apple Podcast Connect, you can set all this stuff up and it can be per show or you can set up channels. So the channels themselves are a group of shows that are, I would say, the fastest and easiest way to think about the channels would be um, existing networks out there that already have other, like, more things happening for that one thing, meaning like NPR, which is something that they were focused on, or Tenderfoot TV is another thing that they really showed, where you can see that within the, in quote, network, what I'm talking about networks, that would actually be a channel, so you can pay for access for all of these different things. So the paid-only model for this is really 
a reflection of how, remember when we all made fun of Luminary, how they came into the scene and they had their app? What do you mean? It's the highlight of my year that year. That's (laughs) right. With all the emotion. No, it was terrible. It was terrible. It was terrible. That's right. And so we were all like, who's going to pay for that? Nobody's going to download the app. And then you have to have access to the thing and all the stuff. And right. And they haven't been doing very well. But now they have integration with Apple Podcasts. So they have Luminary is in Apple Podcasts. And now you can buy the subscription to the Luminary shows in Apple Podcasts. And they're only offering that. So instead of that uh, extra step that we were talking about when even, you know, with John and we all talked about this, that why would we want to go listen on Luminary? Like, there's no reason for me to change apps, I'm saying, right? I don't want to go download the Luminary app and then pay Luminary for access to these shows. But now that it's an Apple podcast and you can do the same thing, if Apple podcast is your app of choice, which is for the most part, around 58, all the way to possibly 70%, depending on where you're getting your news, that's a massive percentage of consumption. So you're immediately getting that traction versus a consumption in Luminary right at this moment is about 0.01%. Okay, so 0.01% went 58%. Why wouldn't they make those offerings in Apple Podcasts? That is going to make it easier for people to sign up for that. And they usually just have the paid stuff. So that's what they've got set up. Uh, Apple is requesting for every year, if you want to sign up for this, it's $19.99. So you are going to fork out $19.99 to just... Per year, not per per month, per year. Per year. Which is a big difference. Yes. To establish your participation in this. Okay. So that's like straight up front. Mm. That is money that you will give Apple. And if you decide to cancel your subscription or your ability to offer paid content in Apple Podcasts tomorrow, you set it up today and tomorrow you cancel, you are not getting that money back. It is $19.99 straight up. That is never coming back to you. The first year of subscriptions, Apple is taking 30% of all the sales that you make. After that, they'll be taking 15%, okay? Mm-hmm. So for the life, I believe it's the life of the subscriber, it's 30% or maybe it's the first year. I actually don't know the answer to that question. I don't know if it's like the life of the, if they're taking 30% off of every person that subscribes and after they continue subscribing for a year, then it goes down to 15% or if it's you as the podcaster who is in the system for that year, they take 30%. And then you as a podcaster continue the next year, they'll take 15%. I don't know. So that is a, it's a big thing. And for the most part, folks, don't think that you're going to get more or I would be hard pressed. And actually, you know what? If I'm, please do prove me wrong because I, I may be proved wrong, but I really don't think anybody's going to be paying. It has been known to happen. It has been known to happen. So please do prove me wrong. But if somebody consistently can sell and be profitable selling something above $4.99 a month. Please reach out. Mm -hmm. But my guess is like folks are not going to go over $4.99 a month. And I would say on average, $1.99 a month is what uh, people are going to be paying for these things. So if, if you start to think about that, looking at your download numbers, 
think about the percentage that's already in Apple Podcasts and then think about how many people, if you're looking at it from a 3 to 5% conversion rate of that amount, how much money you're going to be making if you're charging $199 a month minus 30% and then how much money you're going to get. And there's also a limit. It's sort of like, you know, when you do the Amazon. Don't forget about taxes too. Yeah. And uh, exactly. There's a ta- I think that there's taxes. I'm not sure who takes those or how they do that. Nobody takes those. You have to pay those. No, I know. That's what I'm saying. Do you do it or do they do it for you? They don't do it for you. It's just sort of like TikTok. Like they dump whatever money in their ca- in your account and you either claim it or you don't. I don't think that they're going to have it in your account. They're going to be sending it to your bank. That's what I'm saying. That's what I meant. Your bank. Yeah. So it's not like you take it or you don't. It's like you're going to get the money. But again, it's like a minimum I'm saying you either claim it on your taxes or you don't. Oh, you claim it on your tax. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But Apple has nothing. They're not going to have anything to do with that, though. Okay. And then the other thing is that it is sort of like the Amazon, what do you call that? Affiliates? Yeah. Where, you know, when you when you sell things and then you don't get like a whatever the payout until you hit like, I think it's $25, something like that. That's when they send it out. So you're not going to be seeing these checks, if you will, or this money coming to you until you hit a threshold of when those payouts are actually going to be going out. I do not know if any of you that are listening to the show have in the past uh, have had an app in the app store and have sold anything within the app it is exactly the same infrastructure. So they are they are mirroring what's going on with the apps in the App Store with what's happening with Apple Podcast subscriptions the same way. So the same payout structure and all that stuff. So Clara says, I'm uninterested in something so platform specific because it's also hardware specific, but I'm an Android person. Well, check this out. Where did I read the other day? Was it from Mignon, Elsie? that Spotify is going to announce something similar this week, I think. Yes. I just said that Spotify is going to be using the same thing. It's in the show notes. It was announced on Friday. I know. I'm responding to her. Right. But the Wall Street, I just mentioned it, the Wall Street Journal, let it... Well, so my point is, it's possible that being interested in or not interested in it is only a matter of hindering your own um, ability to bring in income you could be platform loyal or you could just take whatever apple and spotify and whomever you know google whatever they dish out and just sign yourself up for it and see how it goes so this way if you wanted to sign up for our show on apple well i mean now that we know that you're an android person we would have to do it via some other way in order to get your subscription right and then it's true that Clara, Spotify is at least in the way that there was reporting coming out of the Wall Street Journal, and it was covered again by Variety, where Spotify is said to be releasing something almost exactly like what we were just talking from um, Apple Podcasts. Although I don't know if they have like channels and all of that stuff, but they are making that available for Spotify without taking a cut. So they will be no, not taking a cut off of the subscriptions that so you So you could offer. just send people to Spotify since Apple is being greedy, 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 right. greedy. And then there, I mean, there is a question though, when it comes to why they are doing that, Spotify, why Spotify is doing this. And you know, 
I just came upon this story from The Guardian that came out last week in terms of the of Spotify as well, that it looks like Spotify is expected to report this week a significant slowdown in the number of new subscribers in the first quarter. Uh, and that that's what essentially it says, because it has it is slowing down and it looks as if investors for Spotify is not particularly uh, too exciting. It's excited about that that there's going to be a dramatic slowdown uh, around that stuff. So you have to remember that there are two ways that, I mean, Apple makes their money in so many different ways. And I venture to say the majority of the money that Apple is making is based on hardware, right? (laughs) I mean, they're selling all the things. Like they've got computers and iPad, like, That's where their money is being made. And I'm sure the App Store is also making money as well, which is fine. And maybe they're diversifying, moving into Apple Podcast as well. But what's Spotify's model of making money? Subscription. It's just subscriptions. And advertising, actually. They have advertising. That's right. Subscriptions and advertising. But both of those things can only work if people are using the app. And the way that to drive more usage of the app is to give this to podcasters. So they tell their people to sign up for Spotify because they will automatically become new users of Spotify, which will bring more users up, bring those subscriptions up, and it's going to look as if Spotify continues to grow because that's the only thing they can show. They are not selling hardware. They're not selling anything like Apple is doing in terms of diversification of the things that they put out. They don't have that. And Spotify is just focusing on this. This is why Apple hasn't done it in the first place, though. Like One of the reasons I knew Spotify would surpass Apple in this way is because Apple doesn't make money from podcast. This is their first attempt in 15 years to make money off of podcasting. And I guess that 30% is like back ordering. They're like, oh, well, you've been having this podcast on here for 15 years. Now we're going to take a chunk out of it. And then we'll let you have your piece once we've gotten our due. It's very cocky, I think, the way that they're doing the pricing to take 30% right off the bat. How dare they? It's not surprising because that's what they do to apps. No, you're right. It's not surprising, but it is obnoxious. And now let's, if you don't mind, I'd like to discuss our little conundrum because we have our show through Apple, Elsie's personal account. I went to go create an app for our membership. And by doing that, I tried to create a She Podcast Apple ID, just info at ShePodcast.com. And I was unsuccessful because every single device that I tried to do this on is also an Apple device. So they know that I'm not who I say I am. They know that this device is connected to this Apple ID. And as a result, they're basically pushing me into my own personal account. No, you can't have this Apple ID. We see that you have this Apple ID. So then when I called support, they basically sold me into keeping the developer account under my own personal ID. So now that we are able to have subscriptions, I have to go back to the drawing board because now we have our podcast through LC Escobar and we'll have whatever developer apps under me. And none of that makes sense. But there's no way I can set up unless I go to someone else's computer that's never been touched. I could just go to the Apple store and do this. But nowhere on this planet am I going to be able to, to like sign up with another Apple ID. How would I do that? 
It knows. It knows all the things. And then once we did, could we even move? Could we even move yes, you the can. show? You can move the shows and it has been done. And that is something that was established afterwards. There's a back and forth that happens. It's like code. You have to send a code here and email them there and stuff. It's not something that you can just press a button, but there has to be communication to show ownership of the ID that's coming in, like the email that's coming in. So I did have a conversation about that because Elsie's yoga class is nowhere. Like it's mine, but it's nowhere because I launched that show before Podcast Connect started with a different email address. And it's it's not even like it's somewhere in the ether. But you can add shows to your channel via RSS feed. So you could put it in Elsie if you wanted to. You can, but if it's not your show, it's not like Anchor, right? Anchor, you can just add stuff and they don't even check it, which is what there's, there's a problem happening because people are submitting other people's RSS feeds. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Can I just submit like everything from NPR under my own account? <laughs> no, dude, they have specifications about stuff like that. Ownership has already been claimed, so they already know that. So in that respect, it's really hard. And Terry, you would think that logging in and out of things would really work, but it doesn't. You cannot log it out is- of your Apple ID on your computer unless you wipe Everything that you have, your photos, your music, your messages, your map, everything will be wiped. Like if, I mean, I could log out. I could also, I'm wondering if also, can you make, can I make another profile on my computer, a new Apple ID profile? Like, can I log out as me, but still stay logged in and create another ID? Maybe I could do that. There are are instructions. Like if I I just Googled how to create a new Apple ID and they do have instructions for you. Well, we're not going to troubleshoot right now because I'm not going to, I'm not going to start. We're not troubleshooting right now. I'm just saying that's it. That's, it's kind of a, it's kind of a pisser. It's a pain and it's, yep. So especially if you have like what Jess and I are doing where we're co-hosts and maybe one of you put it, put your stuff in versus another person. Like, I don't think it's going to be an issue for people who are starting right now for a podcast and are co-hosted, but it might be an issue for folks that had already submitted something uh, into the app store in the past. Because again, we started She Podcast before Apple Podcast Connect even existed. In hindsight, we, we didn't know it would belong to the Apple ID. When it came out, I had no idea that it would become such a important aspect and that it all of these things would end up under the one thing. I had zero idea. If not, we would not have done it the way that was. And I don't even think that Apple knew that either when they started Apple Podcast Connect to see what all of that stuff would happen. Because you you would imagine, well, all the Apple ID owns the show and one person owns the show. When in reality, we know that there's co-hosted shows, there com- there's company shows, there's podcast managers that are doing things like this for for clients. There are many clients that um, were all under the ID of the person that submitted for them. And again, that was not done nefarious in a nefarious way. That was simply done because that's just the way you did it, <laughs> you know? So in that respect, that kind of happened. But mind you, Spotify Uh, is going to be offering that up as well. Oh, and the last thing that I haven't talked about, which is really the biggest problem that's been happening now, that for over a week, there have been some serious problems with Apple Podcasts Connect. There are still people who are trying to submit 
and they have been unable to submit. There were problems when people tried to upgrade to the new system, and it automatically took down their podcast from Apple. Um, there are people who have had to email Apple to get their podcast back into Apple Podcast. There's still problems that are happening with every podcast host out there where things are missing or they're still coming up. I think that for the most part, that should have been fixed, but uh, submission problems are still happening and accounts have not upgraded to the new whatever it, they're doing in the back end in order to manage all of this stuff. So it is a big sort of fail, I would say, the deployment so far. of this new yeah. so far. So if you are interested in any of this, hold tight. You're not going to miss any money, lose any money. Somebody's going to sign up for something. Nobody's going to do that. You have plenty of time to make your decisions once you the, everything settles and you have more information. So don't start messing around with anything. Just go about your business. Can you imagine the person that went into Apple Podcasts, oh my God, I have to do this right away, hit Apple Connect, paid his $19, and his share went whoop off of Apple. It was gone. Just gone. The way people are about their podcasts, I can't even imagine... They probably fainted. There was medical attention needed. That's a mess. Yep. So, Shauna, uh, I see that. I see your question. It says, if you turn your podcast to a paid subscription, will you lose the subscribers who won't pay you? No, you just won't get the subscribers <laughs> that do pay you. The only way, the only way you would, in quote, lose the subscribers is if you made it completely paid, where they couldn't access your RSS feed anymore. And remembering that Apple Podcasts fuels the majority of other podcast apps out there. Uh, once you do have things behind a paywall, I do believe that that podcast RSS feed may also not be indexed by those other apps. So it will essentially remove you from the 40% of apps that feed off of Apple Podcasts, the, the rest of the 40% that is not getting it from uh, Apple Podcasts. So it is a challenge. I would say chill out, step back. There are possibly also more things that are happening in this space uh, and other solutions that might be better for you. And again, just because you have the tool doesn't mean you need to use that tool. You have to really figure out what your audience is and what works best for your audience. Now, moving on to Facebook, Jessica Kufferman. Before we move on, I was kind of hoping we would talk about um, the computers. Can we do that? Oh, the, the ones that they were, the, the colorful computers? Yeah. They announced okay. a new iMac, which they haven't had in a really long time. And they are offering it in all different colors. And I was just doing a comparison between the iMac and like a MacBook Pro, and it is almost the same specifications for like almost a thousand dollars cheaper. But I mean, I guess you don't get that whole yeah, because you can't take it with you, right? Mo mobility thing, but still, it's a lot cheaper if, as long as you don't have to go anywhere. I mean, and if you have an iPad, maybe you don't need to go anywhere with your. I don't know. I just think it's cool, and I like that it has colors. I want a green one immediately. They're very cute. 
All of them. They're very cute. And I mean, actually, it doesn't have, it's the whole computer's in the thing and it's only 30 pounds. So if you get a good briefcase, maybe you could take it with you. You could just set the whole thing up in Starbucks when we're allowed to do that again. Oh my gosh. You can't be carrying a 20, 20 whatever four. inch screen four with you. I disagree. I mean. I think you can. 24 inches plus the keyboard, plus the mouse, plus speakers, plus camera, plus microphone, if you needed to. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot of stuff. Um, They're gorgeous. I think that they're fantastic uh, computers. Oh, my God. Patrick is so lucky. He gets to pick all the colors. Let's go ahead and listen to some audio feedback that we got from Bonnie. This is also going to be the first time that both of us are listening to it. So we'll see. Bonnie, you're up. All right, ladies, it's Bonnie. I'm telling you all things Facebook. So what in the world is going on with Facebook? Facebook has a clubhouse-like feature that it is starting to roll out. They're calling them live audio rooms. It's in Facebook and Messenger. So it integrates Messenger. So it has an in-app messaging creation. It's supposed to have fabulous sound and the triple threat also monetization. So right off the bat, all three things that Clubhouse and Twitter have been really um, kind of eking up to. So it is off the bat starting with all three. Similar to what it did with Facebook Live, Facebook has a tendency to sit back, look at what's going on in the social media field, and then just dwarfs everything by creating a better product straight off the bat. So that's exactly what's going to happen here. And that's why Facebook keeps winning, because they're very, very strategic about what they build. Also, in terms of podcasting, podcasts are coming to Facebook. Facebook wants us to stay on the Facebook platform, and there should be also an integration with Spotify, which immediately gives us a built-in audience upon another built-in audience. 2.8 billion people on Facebook, and then, just for good measure, throw in the Spotify crowd to boot. I hope this helps. Yep. So Bonnie nailed it today. So today, as of Monday, when we are recording this, it's on the 26th, Monday, April 26th. We record on Mondays. We release the show on Friday or Saturday sometimes. Today, the player integration. So this is different. The player integration coming from the Spotify app into the Facebook app has been released Okay, so the difference is that you've always been able to post your episodes from Spotify into Facebook. That's no, nothing new. It's something that happens and they have integration. But what they have added now is that now when you share your latest episode, whatever that is, or somebody shares an episode of your show, which is also huge, into their own feed, it creates this little player that um, when you tap on it, it is persistent on the page, which is the key here, y'all. It is persistent on the page when you are scrolling through Facebook. So you might be scrolling through and you're like, oh my gosh, the latest she podcast, I want to listen. And you can keep scrolling. And then the bottom, you can see that the latest episode is playing. So this, I feel, is for sure an inflection point for the majority of podcasters who are already on Spotify, primarily for those whose Spotify stats are bigger 
than Apple Podcast stats or, you know, because I do have a client. I just saw a client last week. Um, his audience is very much outside of the Apple ecosystem. His number one is essentially Spotify. He's got some like crazy, insane amount of people listening on Spotify. Then Facebook, his Facebook audience is massively huge as well. And his one of the third places that he is really huge is YouTube. And because he is a Spanish-speaking podcaster, he really focuses on Latin America, and his audience is outside of the United States, he has a very strong following, and this is fundamentally going to shift his ability to, to grow the podcast even more beyond anything else that Apple is offering. So the conversation that I had with him, even knowing that Apple Podcasts had released the membership subscription thing, we didn't even talk about it because it's not relevant to his audience. His audience is all Spotify. So this will actually change even more his ability to reach his people because it is the, his people are on Facebook. The end. So uh, it is really, really, really fun. And I tried to post, Jess, I tried to post into um, our group. And I think that I haven't gotten that functionality yet. Yes, I don't think I have either. Let me look again because I looked the other day and I didn't have it. Um, but no, they released this today, Jess. This was out today. This is today. Today is the day that they released it. I know, this. but I was hopeful. Elsie, you know what cracks me up? It's like Facebook. Just when I thought I was out, they dragged me back in. Yeah, no, it's true. And Lena, I did post it and I deleted it. You know why I deleted it, Lena? Because it wasn't the player. It was the normal functionality without the player. So I cross-posted it to our group. But the player didn't come up. It was just the normal thing that they had already integrated. Um, so I'm very, very curious about this. Did you do it on your phone? Yeah, you're supposed to do it on the phone. All right, let me see if I can do it now. It's all on the phone. But if, but it's really, really cool to be able to have that. And then that way, folks can actually listen to all the stuff that's happening um, to your show while they're scrolling on Facebook. And again, just when you thought you're out, they drag you back in. Going back to what Bonnie was talking about, uh, about having them expand into something like a clubhouse that really uh, allows for Messenger to be used and all of this other stuff with monetization and everything. Uh, even though I am a total anti-Facebook person, one thing that they are doing is that they're going to roll a lot of these audio conversation, community, social audio stuff to groups. And I do feel that this is a fundamental change that would be so exciting for She Podcasts because we have, I think we're getting near now to 20,000 people in that group. And to be able to have strategic conversations, clubhouse-like engagement, audio only, that is very much catered to our own group, I'm all in for that. I'm all in for that. I think we need to do it. I think that's the soon, as soon as that functionality is out, I'm all for having those conversations. And even here, John, this is what I think that I'm going to put you on deck to be able to start to figure out immediately, as soon as this functionality is out, whether or not we can stream audio wise and have like this, these types of conversations the way that we're doing right now. Also going and streaming inside of our Facebook group with uh, Clubhouse Audio. So for me, I think for those of us who have large groups or have been using groups to grow our platform, this is going to be great because, yeah, it's going to be great. Great. I, great. 
If it's clubhouse like, then you would be have the ability to bring people in and Correct. use their audio. Correct. This is where you would use the emoji with the spiral eyes right here. Yeah, that's right. That's right. This is where you would do it. So I'm really, really excited by that. Oh, look, Lena says that she saw it. Like you saw it at the bottom of your mobile. That's really interesting. So I might have been wrong. I deleted it because I didn't see it. Um, I looked it on, on my phone and I didn't like the way it looked. And so I made it go away. Taylor asks, what do you find best, a Facebook group or a Facebook page? Well, it depends on what you want. I think a Facebook page is something that you need to have as a business, especially if you're looking to convert people to do anything outside of Facebook. If you're selling anything on Facebook at any time or want to promote something specific outside of Facebook that's leading to your business, you need to have a Facebook page because at some point you're going to be running Facebook ads. And those things are really, really great. Facebook group, on the other hand, is really important for community building, engagement, and brand awareness. Feel free to correct me or add to that conversation, Jess. Um, no, I'm just, I'm, you know what? I got down a rabbit hole of being on Facebook now. And I'm noticing that they have a new thing called Admin Assist, where you can decline incoming posts if... You can remove public post, published posts if, and you can turn off commenting if. So it's sort of like, um, in oh, other words, it does it all on its own? Yes. In oh. other words, you can set it so that if posts get, if it's been reported three times or more, it will delete it. If it's been reported three times or more and received 50 or 100 comments in the past hour, which for our, I mean, we could never set that up because of the Windbag Wednesday. Um, but if it has, harmful content you could set it based on certain keywords you can turn off com i mean yeah it's pretty cool decline it if it has you know i guess let's see so for example spam posts posts from fake accounts posts that violate group you can set it up posts with profanity wow. posts based on the author's activity posts with reshared content posts with media <gasps> so if we don't want any videos shaboom we don't have to have it hey! oh my god or like when people are you know like when people are resharing from their own pages which is so annoying to me that it's part of our you know it's part of our rules but it's so like it would save our admins so much time for some of those posts that continually just do the thing yeah carrie said what so i just thought i'd show you all right. I just wanted to show her this. It's in here under admin tools. You go under admin assist and then here are your manage post things. So yeah, pretty cool stuff. Admin All assist. Right. Look at that. I wonder hey, if hey. that is amazing. If we do find some kind of FAQ on that, we'll put it in the show Carrie notes. Carrie goes, what? Did Facebook make things easier? Yes, I think they did. That's a miracle. That's so a medical. Saucy. A medical. She is saucy. She is so saucy. And we're going to take our leave of you now, right? Yeah, but I have a, a question uh, for anybody who has any further questions about anything that we talked about today. Do email, please, feedback at shepodcast.com. You can also send us voice feedback the same way that 
Bonnie did, you can find that over at speakpipe.com slash ShePodcast, or you can find that, I assume, I think it's on our website, correct? ShePodcast.com, just right on the right side of our website. Yeah, yeah, you can see that there's a SpeakPipe button there, and you can go ahead and leave us feedback or send us any questions, and we will try to address a lot of that stuff. If you have any thoughts, or it, possibly if you're using the Facebook player and what you think about that, we would really, really love it. And how to do it, since I can't seem to find it. That would be great. That would be great. <laughs> Just awesome. how to do it or, you know, how it's going to be. Yeah. Send us, yeah. Like she said, feedback at She Podcast. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at She Podcasts. If you want our show notes, they're at ShePodcast.com. If you want to sign up for any part of She Podcast Live, mainly tickets, go to ShePodcast.com forward slash live. We also have a membership. It is not expensive to join, and you will get our undivided attention. That is supersquad.shepodcast.com. And, and it's not just Android. It's all the things. It's all the things, because that's how we roll. But anyway, thank you guys so much for listening. We truly appreciate it, especially those of you who showed up live. Love yes. you. Mean it. Bye. <laughs>